It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 2nd, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Happy with you here on a Tuesday. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. Uh, if you haven't heard yet, the Orlando Magic played a game on Monday. We're going to talk all about that game, some takeaways, uh, general thoughts on the game. There isn't a whole lot to say. It is the first preseason game. You don't want to draw conclusions. You shouldn't draw conclusions. Stop drawing conclusions. So let's make some conclusions. Uh, the Orlando Magic, of course, playing the Philadelphia 76ers on Monday. We'll talk all about that game in just a moment. But before we get into that, I want to remind you, if you haven't done so already, to check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you're looking to learn any more about the other teams in the NBA, whether it's the Philadelphia 76ers or the San Antonio Spurs or Memphis Grizzlies or whoever, there's a Locked On Podcast for you just going into the detail of the teams just like we do here. You can also check out the Locked On NBA podcast for daily analysis of the national NBA news. They, they have great guests from around the Locked On Podcast Network and the NBA community at large. Check out Locked On NBA for your daily dose of NBA news. And of course, uh, we'll be doing our season preview every Locked On host. We'll be breaking down their teams in detail or in five-minute bites to give you a sense of the teams around the league. So definitely check that out. That'll be airing next week, I believe on Locked On NBA. You should subscribe anyway. Make it part of your daily podcast rotation. So, the Orlando Magic played a game on Monday, losing to the Philadelphia 76ers 120-114. That's really the last time I should mention the score because the score is irrelevant. It is the first preseason game. The whole idea is just to go out there and play, try out your stuff against a different opponent, um, kind of set a little bit of the tone and standard and you know, very squishy feeling things because, you know, everyone's a little juiced up. It's hard to draw any conclusions. It's hard to really say for certain that what we saw is what we'll get. And especially at this early stage, it feels like the Magic are still implementing a lot of what they want to do. So everything felt very, very basic. Um, There are definitely points where the offense really got stuck um, and they didn't really uh, execute well. Um, you know, but that's expected. It's 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 the first preseason game. Turnovers were down, which I thought was a little bit surprising. But uh, overall, uh, it, it definitely felt like a preseason game. It definitely felt like okay, this is a team that doesn't have all its stuff in that that's still kind of learning what they want to do. And and but what's really more important was how the team played, the energy level that they put into it, the determination to to get there, and, and just really that they were making progress. Maybe even as the game went along. Um, in some respects. They certainly did that. In some respects, they didn't. Early on, Orlando fell behind 12-2. That'll be this. That I promise will be the last time we talk about the score. Except to say that the Magic came back and made it a little bit of a game. Um, although they stayed mostly in that 10 to 12 point range, never really making any serious run to try and win the game. Again, that really wasn't the important thing. But 
Orlando fell behind 12-2 early on. Uh, there are definitely some concerning signs, or not concerning signs, but signs that were like, that's not really what you want to do, and, and you got to see them grow out of it, which they did. They gave up a lot of offensive rebounds. They got beat up physically a little bit. Uh, Joel Embiid especially really gave the Magic Centers a problem, whether it was Nikola Vucevic or Mohamed Bamba. Uh, and, you know, some of it is Orlando maybe wasn't quite ready to be the, that, that physical. They, they said they've had a physical practice, um, but it's different when you're going up against another opponent. Uh, um, you know, definitely maybe some nerves to work out. Um, you saw some players show their flaws a little bit, whether it was Nikola Vucevic's defense, Aaron Gordon's shot selection, Jonathan Isaac rolling his ankle again, um, Evan Fournier just kind of chucking a little bit, um, not hitting shots, which he, he didn't today or Monday. Um, it, 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 it was, again, it's hard to say a whole lot. Um, there were good signs, I thought. I thought Orlando recovered well after taking that initial punch. Um, again, they, they kind of took an initial punch and, and came back off the mat, which I think is important. I think it, it, I think that's a good sign of, of things as well, that, that they made some mistakes and they slowly began to correct them. Then again, they made other mistakes too. It's the first preseason game. You don't want to go crazy over, over anything or overanalyze anything. The Magic gave up 30 free throw attempts in the game. That's not going to happen more likely than not in almost any other game this season. I certainly don't expect it against Flamengo on Friday. Um, that's a first preseason game type of stuff. What you really want to see is just that the guys are out there, that they're playing relatively hard, which I think they generally did. Uh, there may be some veterans eased off the, the gas a little bit, knowing what they have to do to get ready. Um, but overall, you know, I think that there, there was... A lot of good and, and a lot of and, and still a lot to work on. Obviously, this is a team that's still very much a work in progress. Um, it, it felt like as I was watching the game that the Magic got their first actions in, and, and when that first action, when that initial action didn't work, they didn't have the second action built in, or they didn't have the read for the second action as second nature. It took them a little while to kind of get into the flow of the game. And again, first preseason game, you're not expecting chemistry and rhythm and all that stuff up to par quite yet. You're just you're just not going to be there this early in the process. So Steve Clifford called this kind of an extension of practice, like I said. Um, and really, I think even, even Friday's game is going to be more of an extension of practice too. You, you want to see progress, don't get me wrong. I think you want to see the Magic take another step, look um, as Steve Clifford and a lot of the players described it, organized, which early on, I didn't think the Magic looked very organized. I thought that they looked a little haphazard and a little... Um, little bit kind of taken aback by the moment and, and dealing with the defense that that you know was able to adjust a little bit more. Um, but I think as they got more comfortable, they looked a little bit more organized. They looked a little bit better. They got better shots. Um, they they played with a lot of intensity. Um, you know, but again, it, it came and went. It wasn't fully consistent. I'm sure Steve Clifford's going to address that. Um, but overall, for a first preseason game, I mean. It wasn't a disaster. I mean, the, the biggest problem the Magic had was that Jonathan Isaac rolled his ankle in the second quarter, missed the, missed the second half of the game. He looked pretty solid. Uh, the first two possessions, I think he got at least a deflection on, on each possession. Um, he's a terror defensively, and, and I think that the Magic obviously um, really want to see him out there. They started him, which means probably nothing, but could mean something. Uh, again, we don't want to draw conclusions. We don't want to sit here and say, okay, this is definitely what's happening. What the rotation we saw is definitely the rotation. The the offense that we saw, you know, they were in trouble. That offense wasn't good. The fouling, no, we're not drawing any conclusions. The Aaron, even even to the point of saying, you know, like Aaron Gordon taking too many mid range jumpers. 
It's concerning because that's a pattern that we saw last year, but let's not draw conclusions. I think everyone was trying to get up their shots, even Evan Fournier. I think Evan Fournier probably took some bad shots just to kind of try and get himself into rhythm a little bit. Um, so I, I I don't feel concerned over anything I saw today or, or saw during the game. Um, I, I felt like Orlando did a lot of good things, showed they still have a lot of work to do, and that's really the big takeaway from this game. They went out there, they played, they looked like they could be a functioning basketball team. There were highlights enough to say that, okay, there's something there. It's It's got to develop, it's got to germinate, but, you know, they're not regular season ready. Um, that's important. Now, how they look Friday against Flamengo isn't going to be as important either because it's, no offense to Flamengo, they're not an NBA team. I expect the Magic to, to romp in that game to, to, to get an easy win, um, to, to really uh, be able to execute what they want to execute fairly simply. Um, but you want to see them continue to improve, and, and hopefully by next week, uh, when you hit game three, the midpoint of the preseason, you want to start to say, okay, this team is starting to look regular season ready. We're not at that point yet. We're, we're, we're really not at that point where we need to analyze things that closely. We're at the point where we can say, Magic did some good things. There are definitely some positive signs. The low turnover number, I think, is a really good sign, especially for the first preseason game. Um, Steve Clifford teams are known for being low turnovers. The rebounding is a concern, but something that I think that they can correct. The free throw shooting. Um, Magic don't get to the foul line still. Is that a concern today? Not really. Let's see if that pattern continues. Um, let's see how everyone else develops the rest of the rest of the preseason. And let's just see what this team's going to look like heading into the regular season. There's obviously a long, long way to go. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's run through the final box score, though, real fast before we get into talking a little bit about Mo Bamba's Bamba's day. Uh, Nikola Vucevic led the team in scoring with 20 points, 5 rebounds, 9 for 17 shooting, missed all three of his three-pointers. Um, they were good looks. I don't mind him taking them. Um, show deft touch around the basket. Just you know, I, I I was talking to someone about it, and and he described it as you know a typical Nikola Vucevic game. Scored a lot of points, got some rebounds. You know, good touch around the basket. Had a minus fourteen. Joel Embiid looked like he overwhelmed him a little bit. That's kind of what the Magic have seen from Nikola Vucevic for a good chunk of his career. Unfortunately, um. I'm not super worried about Vucevic. He's a veteran. He knows how to get himself ready. He looked like he was doing a lot of things that the Magic are going to ask him to do in this game. Um, defensively, he's got to be better, of course. Um, I think that he did some good things defensively. I don't think it was all bad. But yeah, he struggled a lot with Joel Embiid. So did everyone else on the Magic. Embiid had a really good game. Looked really, really good. Um, his footwork is, is fantastic. Uh, he's definitely seemed up for this game going up against a buddy of his in Mo Bamba. Let's run through the rest of the Magic stats, though. DJ Augustin, 12 points, 4 for 7, shooting 3 for 4 from beyond the arc, 6 assists, 3 turnovers. Um, I, I really liked how DJ played, honestly. Um, you know, I, I thought he was uh, his shooting was, was really invaluable. Um, you know, D, you're, you're happy with what you get from DJ. You, you know what you're going to get from DJ. And, excuse me for the on there, uh, DJ was DJ. Um, you know, he, he again, a veteran who knows how to get himself ready. I don't worry about DJ Augustin at this point of the year. 
Same goes for Evan Fournier. I know Evan only had three points, one for 11 shooting, one for seven from beyond the arc, four assists. Passing was good. I actually liked Fournier's passing and attacking. The shots will fall for him. I have every confidence. I do not worry about Evan Fournier whatsoever. Um, he's a good shooter. That's not going to go away. Had a bad game. I honestly, probably forced some shots that he normally wouldn't take, but not worried about Evan Fournier at all. Aaron Gordon, 10 points, 4 for 9 shooting, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, also 3 turnovers. Um, only took one three-pointer, which is surprising, but Gordon settled a lot for mid-range jumpers, and that part is a little concerning because that was a trend that we noticed of him last year where he settled for a lot of mid-range jumpers. He tried to isolate it too much. That's how he turned the ball over a little bit too much as well. Um, he's just got to be smarter about his shot selection, keep the ball moving, figure out a way uh, to, to attack the attack the rim when he can. He had a great finish around the rim, a couple great finishes around the rim, but toward the end of the second quarter, made a really nice play, got the defense off of him, drove down the baseline, and finished a nice athletic reverse layup over Joel Embiid. Had a tip dunk, had a really nice pass off a fast break. Um, a really good, uh, I would say, really good game for Gordon. Uh, not a fantastic game, but got his feet wet again, did some interesting things. Um, you know, did some things that we definitely want to see him continue to improve on and work on. Um, but overall, I think you, you got to be happy with, with how Aaron Gordon looked. Again, this is kind of a dress rehearsal. It's not really the real thing yet. Terrence Ross, 13 points, 5 for 9, shooting 3 for 4 from beyond the arc. Three steals for him as well. Um, he looked healthy, uh, to, to be perfectly honest. He, he looked really healthy and really, really strong all night long. Um, you know what you're going to get from him as a help side defender. You know what you're going to get from him as a shooter. And, and I think the Magic really saw that today. And and I know from having talked to him last week, he was just anxious to get out there and play. Uh, like, it's been a long time since he's played in a game. So I think he was really juiced, juiced up and excited for this one, even though it's preseason, even though he knows the runaround with the preseason. This was a game that I think he really wanted to get and really wanted to play well in. Um, if Ross is healthy, he is a very big piece to this team. And he looked very healthy on this day. And so I was I was happy to see Ross play the way that he did. Again, with all these guys, it's consistency. Building upon this. How do you do it again? How do you get yourself right for the regular season? And I think that's obviously something everyone else is figuring out. Last guy, uh, two more guys I want to mention. The last guy, though, before we dive into our main topic today... Isaiah Briscoe scoring 11 points, 5 for 8 shooting, 1 for 1 from beyond the arc, and 746 played the last 8 minutes of the game. Um, Jerry and Grant got the backup point guard minutes. I think that will continue to be the case. Um, but uh, of the third string guys, of the guys playing at the end of the game when the teams emptied their bench, Briscoe clearly stood out. The scoring was a big deal. Um, he was everything that was advertised, a guy who can drive the basket, create his own shot. I think he can still develop to be a better passer. Um, but... Briscoe, I thought, was was really interesting. I want to see him get some run against better players. I've heard good things about him. I've seen good things with him. Uh, and I'd like to see him get an opportunity to play a little bit more and play a little bit more meaningful minutes. Um, play a little bit more of a of a game where, where you know, he's going up against real NBA guys. I'm, I mean, no offense to Landry Shamit. I'm really good with him in NBA 2K. But Landry Shamit isn't Markel Fultz, isn't, you know, even TJ McConnell. Um, I want to see Briscoe get that opportunity. I'm sure we will at some point in the preseason. Again, probably not Friday. No disrespect to Flamengo. Friday is is going to be kind of a let's let's just let's just get this promotional game out of the way. Unfortunately, um, um, but uh, but again, an opportunity to grow and, and play against someone someone else. They are pros after all. 
Um, finally, we're going to end here with Muhammad Bamba. 12 points, 4 for 5 shooting, 2 for 2 from beyond the arc. 3 rebounds, 2 assists, no blocks for him today. Uh, but um, a really, really interesting game, and I'm going to explain a little bit more about that in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to remind everyone that there are not only great NBA podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network, but there are great NFL podcasts as well. Locked On NFL is your source for the NFL year-round, and really, especially this time of year, a big thing to get for your for your for for your listening to, listening pleasure there um, about about the NFL. Um, the Buccaneers, of course, on their bye week this week, but they've named Jameis Winston their starter. If you want the latest on that, you check out Locked On Buccaneers. It is the place to go for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're looking forward to see what what the status of is of Leonard Fournette as as the Jaguars head into their big game against the Kansas City Chiefs. You check out Locked On Jaguars. Just like there's a Locked On Magic covering the Orlando Magic, there's a Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NFL with the same excruciating detail. You can also check out Locked On Fantasy Football experts for the expert opinions and expert advice that you need for your fantasy football teams. And Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 for breakdowns of all the news around the NFL and how it affects your fantasy team. My fantasy team is on a four-game win streak. I should be on a five-game win streak, but I sat Deshaun Jackson week one. That was my mistake. Now I listen to Locked On Fantasy Football experts to make sure I don't make that mistake. Again, I haven't. I've won four straight games. I'm four and one. I'm very happy. Definitely check out these podcasts. Definitely check out the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find them on iTunes. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for or Locked On NFL, Locked On Fantasy Football Experts, or Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like I said, I wanted to take a moment here to talk about Mo Bamba and what I saw from the rookie. Um, Obviously, first preseason game, you know, Bamba said earlier in the week that he doesn't really get nervous, but but he admitted to John Denton of OrlandoMagic.com that, that he was feeling a bit nervous about this first preseason game. He was feeling, uh, you know, putting on the jersey for first for the first time and, and go, getting out there. A little bit of that the, those rookie jitters that, that you do sometimes see. And, you know, Bamba is a guy that, that has a lot of promise about him, but it's abundantly clear it's going to take a little bit of time. He is very much a prospect in every sense of the word. He's not a guy that's probably going to be able to step in and immediately make a humongous difference. That was honestly pretty evident when he checked into the game and played Joel Embiid for the first time in an NBA uniform. Now, the two trained together, trained together a little bit over the summer, um, and, and during the playoffs, especially as well, where Bamba sat in with Embiid on, on film study. Um, but Joel Embiid just kind of had his way with Bamba. He pushed him around a little bit, and and all credit to Bamba. And I think this is this is a really good sign for him, and, and something that that proved itself over the course of the game. Bamba was willing to take the punishment. He was going to give as much as he could at, to, to withstand. 
the force that was coming against him. But of course, he still needs to put on a lot of muscle, and, and it's very clear how kind of thin and spindly he is when he's out there, especially against a big dude like Joel Embiid. Embiid had a field day with the Magic. Embiid scoring 21 points on 9 for 15 shooting. Um, five of his six misses were from beyond the arc. So this is a guy who was just getting whatever he wanted around the basket. He was pushing and shoving around everybody in a legal way. Uh, and Orlando was very powerless to stop him, even with Bamba's length. Um, Bamba's length really didn't make as big of an impact on this game as anything else. But, you know, Bamba picked up three fouls in pretty quick succession against Embiid. He struggled with that matchup, but I give the kid a lot of credit. Um, for, for a rookie in his first game, in a preseason game, it'd be easy to kind of dismiss it. Uh, and 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 pack it in, and then just kind of say, you know, this isn't my matchup. Let's let's get it. It doesn't count. Let's not worry about it. But what really impressed me about Bamba, and I think it was a, a theme throughout the whole team for a lot for a lot in a lot of ways. Um, Bamba didn't let that get him down. He kept working, and and he found ways to make an impact, and he found ways to attack and, and make good, and and kind of answer back that first punch. The biggest and most memorable play of the day was Bamba rolling on a pick and roll, getting the getting the ball, and throwing in a dunk against Joel Embiid, on top of Joel Embiid. Embiid would later claim on Instagram, as Bamba tried to be the kid and rub it in Embiid's face, that that he blocked it and it still went in. But even that, like that's that doesn't help you anymore, Joel. Bamba had the strength and, and the will to just get that ball in the basket. It was a big play. It didn't look like a huge play. It didn't, you know, you're not going to put a, make a poster of it or anything. Um, but it was a huge play. It was To me, it was symbolic of the kind of work that Bamba was willing to do. That, yes, Embiid was having his way. Yes, Embiid was pushing around. Yes, Bamba was struggling a little bit with a shot and struggling to, to, to get involved. And, and yet, he still did his job, set a good screen, slipped it and rolled to the basket, got the ball, and finished with authority. Bamba hit a couple threes in the game, so he he got his offense in, but he was willing to keep fighting and willing to to show some growth and 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 not let that first punch that every rookie's gonna get knock him down. He kept playing his game, and I think that really speaks to how Bamba is able to recover in the moment and rise to the occasion. Physically, he is not there yet. He still has to work on his body. He still has to gain strength. He still has a lot he has to do. But I think Bamba took some very important steps even in this preseason game to show that, you know, you might push me around a little bit, but I'm going to push back. And it might not be as forceful now as it will be next year or the year after, but I'm going to push back. I'm going to use what I have to help my team and contribute to my team. And I think that is really important for him. That's the kind of mentality that he's going to need if he wants to succeed. If he wants to um, make it in this league, if he wants to be the player that he thinks he can become, of course, there's still a lot more work to do. He's not anywhere near the finish line. This is really a first step, and and Bamba's got a again got a long road ahead of him. Um, that jumper was fantastic. His ability to run to the rim was fantastic. He you know tried to post up a little bit on occasion. I'd like to see him uh, understand the defense a little bit better, but Embiid really is a tough cover for him, and he struggled a little bit covering him and figuring out where to be and help. 
That's all going to come with experience and with teaching, and, and that teaching is still underway. But Bamba showed me, showed me tonight at least, that he's willing to go through that work, that he's willing to pay that sacrifice and make that happen. And for Magic team, for the Magic as a whole, I think they showed they were willing to do that too. That that that, that for the most part, they were not. They were going to fight back a little bit. And it's not perfect yet. It's not where it needs to be yet. But it's getting there. And if there's a foundation to be laid, it's that. It's that the Magic had a bad start. They didn't let it affect them. They kept attacking. They kept they kept playing hard. And that, at least relatively, made this a game. Now we'll see if they can do it again on Friday night and again, again throughout the rest of the preseason as they get themselves ready. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. And of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com and follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. Our Orlando Magic Daily mailbag is currently open, so submit your questions. I'm hoping to answer some questions before the beginning of the season. So definitely, definitely, definitely send me your questions on Twitter at omagicdaily or by email at omagicdaily at gmail.com. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Wright. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.